This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Walmart is the latest retail giant to expand into healthcare. It recently opened a Walmart health facility in an Atlanta suburb. The clinic offers primary care, x-rays, dental, optical, hearing services, and mental health counseling. And its prices are far less than other similar facilities. Walmart also runs one of the largest pharmaceutical chains in the country, where it offers low-cost generic and prescription drugs. The company also announced it will begin testing different pilot healthcare programs in January for its U.S. employees in various states as a way to cut down on its own costs. With more on these moves, we're joined here in studio by Mark Pauly, healthcare management professor and business economics professor here at the Warden School. And also joining us, Rob Field, who is professor of law and professor of health management and policy at Drexel University. He's also a lecturer here at Wharton's Healthcare Management Department. Guys, great to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Thank you. Give us your sense. What do you think of this move by Walmart, Mark? Well, so we have a $1.3 trillion industry, and you already gave some numbers about how it's uh, um, becoming uh, at least as profitable, if not more profitable. And uh, uh, that's powerful attraction to uh, large firms that uh, want to try to get in on it now. Uh, I guess my view is, which I've said here before, is knock yourself out. I mean, innovation uh, is uh, a a good idea more generally, although in healthcare, most innovations have not been successful. But uh, uh, if firms are willing to invest their own money into uh, trying to do something imaginative, um, it seems to me that's if they succeed, that's to the good of consumers. And if they don't, it's to the harm of their stockholders. But that's the way um, progress, if, if it's going to be made here will be made. Now, I do think it's in some ways surprising given uh, for years and years we've heard how healthcare is broken and uh, how it needs to be transformed, how little the overall battleship has been changed uh, from its uh, from its uh, 1980 configuration. But uh, here's here's a bunch of attempts to try to do it. And uh, I guess the only other thing is uh, uh, there is now um, uh, some incentive with the spread of high deductible health plans for people to want to pay attention to what their health care costs sure. are. And that's yep. what presumably in part what Walmart is trying to build on. Right. I think from a strategic perspective, they're playing a little offense and a little defense. Um, on offense, they want to be out there uh, as the brand associated with health care. Sure. Yeah. People uh, already trust Walmart and you've got to trust your doctor. Uh, so they want to merge those two together. In terms of defense, uh, Target is out there. Costco is out there. A lot of other big boxes that that could play this game ahead of them. Uh, one quote I saw that was interesting was none of these want to be the next Sears. Uh, so they want sure. to make sure uh, that they are current, that they're ahead of the curve, uh, lest uh, they get left behind. Which it's interesting. Something we mentioned before we went on the air is that while the component of healthcare is obviously important, Walmart already has a brand established, right? And that connection with a, a lot of consumers, uh, obviously around the world, but obviously we're focusing on this here in the scope of the United States. So, to a degree, I think they hope that they are going to be able to build off the consumers they've already acquired that come in and buy their groceries, buy their their various goods in those Walmart locations, who will 
who will want to go to Walmart Health, especially if they know that they're going to be able to have a savings similar to what they may have at the Walmart store. Right. And they're used to buying their prescriptions at Walmart. They're used to getting $4 generics at Walmart. So there's already uh, a healthcare element of trust here that they can build on. So they're very well positioned for this. Uh, Among the other competitors out there is Amazon, and Amazon doesn't have physical locations, and you need physical locations for most uh, health at least at the current state of technology. Uh, So they have one up on Amazon as well. Mark? Well, I think uh, that's what they're trying, and uh, it remains to be seen. Branding, I think, has not proven all that successful in healthcare so far, uh, that uh, uh, people have allegiance to their doctor, and they kind of go where their doctor goes. Okay. So if when my doctor <laughs> move, if my doctors move from Penn to Jefferson, I'd probably go there, even being despite being a loyal employee of the University of Pennsylvania. But maybe brand uh, loyalty can be developed for this industry. That's that's kind of what they're betting on, and we will see. So, what do you think they? need to do to be successful in this marketplace then? Well, so kind of picking up on what I said and what Rob said, the physician still plays a central role here. And the question, and so you have allegiance to your physician, you don't have allegiance to your pharmacy. Right. You can fill this prescription anywhere. Uh, So uh, the question is whether they can build that. And I guess what I'm wondering about is, Uh, You know, we have a lot of research that at least shows, uh, and this is kind of the conventional wisdom, that having a regular doctor is really important. Right. Will they be set up to connect people with regular doctors, or will it be kind of two chairs, no waiting? Of course, that's a good thing. If you just want somebody to look at your poison ivy, you don't care all that much. But generally speaking, uh, will will people be able to have a regular doctor at these... uh, uh, facilities that are located close to the place where you do your other shopping. So Walmart specifically believes that the, these facilities will be well more, go well beyond what has been established, especially in the last few years, with the care clinics that have popped up in various communities around the country. The, the ready clinics, the ready where you yeah. get your flu shot yep. And, yep. and your earaches checked. Yep. But I wanted to pick up on the point of branding, because there has been a kind of branding that's worked in healthcare, and that's with the established healthcare systems. Uh, so uh, Penn uh, makes a lot of effort to brand itself. You see the Penn Shield on doctors' offices and hospitals. Uh, Mayo uh, has clinics in Arizona and Florida and makes a big deal about branding them as Mayo doctors and Cleveland Clinic and a lot of others. I think the question is, can that translate to a big box retailer? Can you feel the same sense of trust in Walmart uh, that you would in, you know, Pan or Mayo Clinic? Well, I I wonder, Mark, a little bit if that, you know, the expectation that you're going to get a deal if you go to Walmart or Mm -hmm. if you go to Costco ends up being a negative to this process, because the last thing I think a lot of people want is they don't want a deal on their health care. They want the bottom line savings, but they don't want to have the process shortchanged. Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering about this. So these uh, new uh, arrangements are targeted toward primary care. Yeah. And uh, that really means they're targeted to the 80% of people who account for only 20% of spending, not the people with chronic conditions who spend most of that $1.3 trillion. Right. And uh, those people, of course, uh, we in healthcare would like them to have a regular doctor and be coordinated and so forth, but they feel healthy and they really don't want to spend all their time worrying about 
uh, uh, even establishing a relationship uh, yeah. with with a physician if uh, if uh, they're not going to uh, need that person a, a, a very much in the future. So, so I think it may be. Um, Kind of hard to get a handle on that for these even these large enterprises that if people do want to people who are healthy are happy with this kind of episodic care on a drop-in basis yeah. and uh, in fact uh, even though I'm old now and have some chronic conditions uh, you know when I go to see my primary care doctor it's like going to confession in parochial school I have to think up some interesting sins or some interesting things that have happened to my health to talk about because otherwise I feel pretty good Mark Mark Pauly by the way is not old he's going on what about 35 these days right. That's right. That's <laughs> Certainly right. in terms of energy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Rob? So, uh, yeah. oh, so, so we'll see whether the uh, – so grabbing the primary care end of the stick uh, in some sense is logical for these enterprises. Sure. Uh, yeah. You go out to get some underwear, you might as well have <laughs> look, look at your sore throat. But uh, – but, uh, but uh, uh, and of course, as Rob mentioned, uh, Penn and other systems are doing the same thing, putting their logos on all these primary care practices. But they're doing it because they want to feed their inpatient and specialty sure. practices, whereas Walmart doesn't have doesn't a cancer have care center. So yeah. yeah, so I don't know how that's going to work. Rob, so I want to pick up on the role of physicians. I think that's key here. Uh, Primary care is more easily provided by nurse practitioners, physician assistants, much cheaper physician extenders, and that's the key to the ready clinics uh, where you walk in and get a flu shot. You don't need a trained MD to do that. Uh, the Walmart clinics are going to include uh, MDs, but it's not clear how many, uh, how they're going to allocate the workload uh, between the physician extenders and the MDs. It's also not clear how they're going to bring in specialists. Right. Uh, primary care is fine, uh, but you need to be be able to refer people? Are they going to have referral networks? Are they going to be on site? Um, if they yep. have to rely heavily on MDs, will the economics work? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, Mike, my next question, you kind of alluded to it, is what's the relationship going to be with the insurance industry on this as well? Right, right. Well, uh, uh, Walmart was speaking with uh, Humana mm -hmm. a, a year or two ago, and w we've been seeing a lot of weird alliances uh, with insurance and pharmacy chains and so forth. Uh, I think ultimately there's going to have to be an insurance component to this. Uh, Walmart is big enough they could do it themselves. Right. Um, but they probably will be looking for a partner. Uh, it's going to be inexpensive, but they're also going to take insurance. Uh, so if it's anything more than just a flu shot, uh, they're going to need that financing. Well, and I guess then the other question is the concern of potential liability that Walmart is getting into. It's one thing to have your, your prescription drug business. It's another thing to have the actual physical health care facility that that you are tied to that's a that's a that's a potential big liability that they're looking yeah, at. Yeah, I guess if it's a slow day in Atlanta for the eleven o'clock news, they might go out and visit that facility and find something <laughs> to, yeah. to point out that might not uh, uh, show so well for Walmart. Uh, I mean, Walmart actually is uh, through the the Sam's Club deal. It's kind of insurance arrangement. That deal is you. I, get, I don't be a, I'm not a member of Sam's Club, but I guess you pay to be a member of Sam's Club. But then you can pay another forty to two hundred and fifty dollars or so to be a member at various tiers of this health plan. Yeah. And if you pay that lump sum payment, then you're entitled to free prescription drugs up to a point, which is kind of like prescription generic prescription drug insurance. So. Now that that brings up the the question of, of what they're going to try and do with their employees, which is partly linked through that Sam's Club. 
uh, deal that they want to do. And, and I, I think that is an area that not only Walmart, but every company is looking to try and find a way right. is to be able to reduce the cost that they have to have with their employees surrounding health care. Right. And the employee pools are great uh, pools for experiments, uh, great mm-hmm. populations to try things on. Uh, the prime example these days is Haven Healthcare, the J.P. Morgan, uh, a- yeah. Amazon, uh, yep. Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, they're going to look to develop artificial intelligence algorithms uh, as ways of streamlining healthcare. Um, in a, in a sense, we are seeing uh, to refer back to what Mark was talking about uh, innovation uh, by these private enterprises. Uh, but innovation they can do very effectively with pools of millions of workers and family members. Right. Um, and, and I think Walmart is looking at, at that as well. They they have uh, as far as I understand the Walmart arrangement is not going to be in house. Meaning uh, they will um, provide you with names of doctors and so forth. Uh, probably it will certainly it will include their own doctors if they have yeah. them in this facility. But uh, but it'll be more of a more of a, a, a version of of, uh, of uh, a narrow a network system than uh, than than actually sh- doing it on site. Uh, we actually did have an experiment here at Penn with a, a health clinic on site over in the medical center. And it didn't really work. They 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 eventually abolished it because of lack of business. People, right. people were uh, they w- they would stop there for their bad back if they just picked up a heavy patient. But otherwise, it wasn't heavy, heavily used. Uh, so, but in general, empl- Rob's right. Employers are trying to somehow get control of what their employees do when it comes to health care and. And in some cases, of course, the employees have revolted uh, that, 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 you know, it's a private matter. And also, uh, you know, you're not my doctor, you're my employer. Uh, and uh, it remains to be seen how that will work out. I think um, there's probably some mix of, of help. We're, we're from the we're from central. We're from corporate headquarters. We're here to help you yeah. uh, and freedom that uh, all of us would seek uh, uh, in terms of making our health care choices. But uh, the experimentation and kind of where to put where to set that dial is really fascinating to watch. Yeah, I think the Sam's Club model is more pay in advance, uh, get wholesale yep. rates. Uh, it, it's it's, it's kind of like uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, you, you pay this money and then you get a deal on your flu shots or, or your lab tests or, or whatever. Uh, Walmart is talking about actual locations adjacent to its stores. Yes. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. it, it made a strategic decision to not put them inside the stores for reasons of privacy. Right. Um, but they'll get people to park in the same parking lot and, right. you know, you can pick up your groceries and then have your checkup at the same time. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes, particularly interesting because they're going to offer psychological services. And will people be comfortable walking into Walmart and talking about their most intimate concerns uh, to a Walmart employee? There's also going to be a door from the clinic into the store so you can uh, yeah. get there into the pharmacy so, and, and, so, and then also pick up whatever you really need on a right. Saturday, and, and Saturday that, morning. And that makes me wonder uh, of how you actually lay this out and whether or or not that maybe there are a couple of steps that that will be rethought in this process along the way. Having that direct connection between a health facility and a place where you can buy your Cheerios doesn't exactly seem like it's the it's the perfect formula. Yeah, and and that has yet to be seen. Uh, with your current doctor's office, uh, that's very private. 
Uh, sure. And, and you, you pick that because of the doctor. And even if it's branded University of Pennsylvania or Mayo Clinic, uh, it, it's a discrete office. And yeah. if it's in a healthcare facility, that healthcare facility is reasonably private. Uh, so will people be willing uh, to go to a big box retailer uh, and go again from the, from the Cheerios uh, into the intimacy of a doctor's yeah, office? It's, it's- it's been interesting. So we uh, speculated on this program about, about the CVS Aetna merger, yeah. whether that would create a, a more a central role for a pharmacist uh, in managing people's health care. Uh, this doesn't seem like that story at all. The pharmacists uh, are just back to counting pills again. They're not actually uh, central as far as I know in terms – I mean, they obviously have consultations with physicians and patients about the drugs they're taking. Uh, uh, but uh, that, that doesn't seem to be the way they're going. They're trying to recreate essentially a primary care practice uh, affiliated with a large retail um, store. In, in terms of the privacy, this is a big step up from yeah. the ready clinics where we are right now, yeah. where you get um, basically non-personal kinds of services, yeah. you know, your, your flu shot and, and your earache checked out. Uh, now we're talking about the full spectrum of primary care. So this really will be an experiment. Well, l- let me ask you this then. They already know that the second facility that they are going to open for Walmart Health is going to be in Calhoun, Georgia, which is about an hour away from where the first facility is in Dallas, Georgia. So I guess to a degree, there would be the potential of linking up, of having some symmetries between those two facilities as well. Yeah, well, potentially what Walmart has is a national network of locations. So you could go to a Walmart doctor anywhere in the country. uh, And I think that's something they can leverage and and do quite well with, assuming that the branding works, that you trust the Walmart sign with your health care the way you do for your TV and your Cheerios. So then does that also bring up the question of of, of one's personal data, uh, of bringing that information into a Walmart? And if you have this network, then obviously you have the potential of having that, that information available through some sort of cloud-based program at, at any Walmart location around the country, Walmart health location. Right. Well, that's the vision of electronic health records, and it's also the nightmare that the privacy breaches. But you've mentioned two areas, the data and the malpractice. Uh, This could be a feast for plaintiff's lawyers. Uh, Walmart is presumably giving that a lot of thought, but a couple of bad outcomes, a couple of bad cases could sort of sink the whole thing. Mark? Yes, I I think I agree with that. And uh, there's also the issue of will they set this up so you have a regular doctor at the next to the walmart um uh, if not i think uh, a lot of at least what we believe is is good quality uh, medical care will be lost if so what happens if you have an affiliation with a doctor at the walmart health or whatever it's called wall health uh and then your doctor says well i'm leaving and moving to uh the uh grady hospital clinic or whatever it is down the street uh well what's your it's back to brand loyalty who are you loyal to and i think uh, or even if your uh, doctor moved to calhoun would you drive the extra hour just to see that doctor uh i think a lot of people would uh but uh if there's a lot of physicians turnover, um, then this model is going to be hard to sustain. But to keep down physician turnover, you kind of have to, at least the sociology of medicine is you have to turn over more and more control to physicians, which means higher and higher costs because they don't want to be bothered. But I I think I find it interesting that that they are getting into this. And and obviously, as Mark said, 
the the potential for profit is enormous. We know that about healthcare right now, but the investment that they have to make in the first place is enormous as well. But no one's better positioned to make that investment than Walmart. They, right. they, they've got a lot of money. They've got a lot of facilities. They've got a lot of infrastructure that they can use for that. Uh, to pick up on Mark's point, uh, medicine has always been the ultimate personal uh, business where you're allied to a human being mm-hmm. uh, yeah. more to a product. You don't care where you get your statin, uh, but you do care who that doctor is. Um, in general, we've been seeing healthcare become more corporate, uh, less personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that trend going to continue where it becomes the same as the Cheerios? Uh, or yeah. are, are we seeing a wall that Walmart's going to hit uh, and it's not going to be able to truly uh, commercialize primary care the way it would like to? Yeah, research suggests here to be careful in um, deifying uh, large firms. Of course, yeah. you, you, are tend to, you tend to do that because, number one, they must have had smart management to get to be so large. And number two, they must have a lot of capital. But then, uh, you know, I could mention two pairs of letters, GE and P&G, <laughs> yeah. both of which were large firms that diversified into a whole lot of businesses and then uh, found out they couldn't manage them. Uh, so, uh, uh, so uh, again, that's why I think the uh, experimental character of this is, is, is most important, and we'll, we'll see how it works out. Uh, yeah. Um, going down the road, uh, Walmart's best strategy might be to ally with a national health care brand that is trusted, mm-hmm. uh, like the Cleveland Clinic or, mm-hmm. or uh, Mayo Clinics, um, to just rely on health care becoming interchangeable, becoming a fungible commodity, I think is kind of dicey. We're joined here in studio by Mark Pauley uh, of the Wharton School, Rob Field of Drexel University. You're listening to Knowledge of Wharton here on Sirius XM 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. We're talking about the opening of the first Walmart health facility in Georgia. Others expected to open up in the in the near future. 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment on Twitter, at BizRadio132, or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. So then going back to the other potential retailers that might be interested in this, I think they're looking at this as a wait and see at, at this point, correct? I, I think so, except for Amazon, obviously, that's right. got pill pack and is pretty aggressive in this area. Yeah, um, so it's playing it safe. There's, of course, the risk that Walmart is the first mover, and so their brand, it becomes the healthcare brand. Right. Uh, but I think it, everyone is looking to see uh, what everyone else is doing, what works, and uh, behind it all is the fear, uh, talking about GE and P&G, they don't want to be the next year's Roebuck. Yeah, right. it's it's uh, a, a change, obviously, to add dentists and psychiatrists to your uh, retail clinic, which is kind of what mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah. But it's also a change. If it, if it doesn't work out, they can go back to where they were. So in some ways, it's um, less uh, uh, daring for Walmart to do this. And remember, they're only piloting at two places in Georgia. And yeah. Does that generalize to Philadelphia or not? And, and, you know, where I live uh, – we have a pharmacy on every corner and a bank on every other corner, and I don't know. <laughs> and a hospital on the other corner. And a hospital or a clinic on the other corner, and, uh, and the gas stations are all gone, but uh, using up all that valuable corner property. But uh, we'll see how it works. Yeah. Um, from a health point policy point of view, they're doing us a great favor. Uh, They are performing a grand experiment. Uh, We on the uh, ivory tower can look back and and see how it goes uh, and then pick up the ideas at work. So do you have an inkling either way how you think this will play out? 
I am dubious uh, because of the personal contact that they can really get into psychological services okay. and some of the more intense primary care services. They're also going to need relationships with hospitals yeah. and specialists, and that's a huge rabbit hole that they haven't uh, even begun to explore. Um, but I do think they can expand their offerings, dental services, uh, routine kinds of care, lab tests, and so forth. Right. Uh, I would expect those services to survive. Mark? Well, we We've had experience with uh, uh, nipping at the heels of the sort of traditional healthcare model of a doctor who also is affiliated with a hospital and so forth. So we've carved out uh, behavioral health care, actually, is separate than mental health care. Uh, we've carved out cancer care. You've got Cancer Centers of Americans, you, America, Cancer Care Centers of America. You've got uh, freestanding surgical cl clinics for same-day surgery. Uh, but the battleship remains, even though little pieces of it have been picked off. And I guess my middle-of-the-road prediction is that some of these may turn out to be successful and find a niche, especially in big cities, for people who like the convenience and so forth. Yeah. Um, uh, everybody's trying to find a niche now. Of course, uh, behind much of it is some kind of a new technology, information transfer technology and so forth, that will make it a more convenient experience. But I can never remember all my passwords, so I'm not sure I'm looking favor. <laughs> forward to that but that, that for people to like that sort of thing i think we're seeing proliferation of different it used to be the only way to get to see a doctor was to find a gp yep. and and see if they were taking patients and now there's all sorts of different new pathways so one benefit to this whether or not the actual healthcare services work or not is it going to bring more people into the stores uh, yeah. you're going to go to the same parking lot yep. uh, you'll never have to leave <laughs> they'll offer everything uh, so in in terms of the overall business, uh, I think they have a lot to gain. Great seeing you both. Thanks, Mark. Great. Thank you. Rob, great seeing you. Thanks. Thank you. Mark Pauley from here at the Wharton School, Rob Field at Drexel University. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.